This is Public Health Review Morning Edition for Thursday, December 15, 2022. I'm Robert Johnson. Now, today's news from the Association of State and Territorial Health Officials. We've got out over close to a half billion doses in the first year and stands today at about 654 million doses of free, safe, effective, life-saving vaccine. Brent Ewig with the Association of Immunization Managers, this week marking the second anniversary of COVID-19 vaccines. When you think back to where we were December two years ago, portable morgues in the streets of large cities approaching close to 3,000 deaths a day, that, that's essentially a 9-11 each day, whereas now there's still a couple hundred deaths a day and that's unacceptable. We have the tools to prevent, largely prevent those, but we're in such a different place than we were all thanks to the COVID vaccine and other public health efforts been working well. EWIG believes there are three takeaways from this moment in public health history. One is to, to take a moment to pause and celebrate what we've achieved, but also to think of what we've lost, the million Americans that we've lost, the trust in science and government, and, and to begin to think of a process. Number two, to have a process to think what went well, but what can we do better next time? Um, and then three, to make sure that those lessons learned get turned into policy. Lessons that, that don't get in, turned into policy aren't going to do much good. So for us, from an immunization perspective, the, the biggest lesson is that we have a fully funded and functional adult vaccination system in this nation in place before the next emergency. States and territories are taking action to improve public health data. ASTO's Jamie Pina says the pandemic taught us the importance of better population information, adding lawmakers around the country are taking note. For example, In 2022, during the legislative sessions, Colorado passed a law that permits their health department to collect information on race, ethnicity, disability, sexual orientation, and gender identity. Another focus in the 2022 legislative session was on health data privacy related to reproductive health data. So that includes data elements like contraceptive use, unintended pregnancy rates, Uh, the use of prenatal services, birth rates, and pregnancy mortalities. Pina says data sharing is another area where improvement can change outcomes. Again, some jurisdictions are leading the way with health information exchanges. In 2022, during the legislative sessions, we saw some movement in this space. For example, Maryland passed a law that formalized their state HIE as a health data utility. So now the HIE is required by law to provide real-time data back to the state health department. The bill also required bidirectional information sharing between the health department and the HIE, which I think is a really excellent thing to have in place in the field of public health informatics. PINA expects more states and territories to embrace the potential of data in 2023. In the coming year, we expect to see an increase in the amount of demographic data collected from patients and populations. So that would include some of the things I mentioned earlier, like race and ethnicity data and sexual orientation and gender identity data, as well as some of the data related to reproductive health. And we're going to be on the lookout for new bills that create protections and enact laws that allow for states to collect that data. We also expect to see a strengthening of protections for all identifiable data so that uh, patients can feel more confident 
in uh, knowing that the information that's held uh, about them is used to improve public health analysis and to keep them safe. ASTO considers the outlook for public health data in its annual legislative prospectus series. Each report considers a top public health issue and its impact in the new year. So far, we've covered immunizations and mental health, with more topics planned in future newscasts. Also today, leaders looking to embrace, manage, and foster change can develop those skills with a new ASTO online training course. Okila Cooper has more. The Change Management Series is the latest e-opportunity from ASTO. This self-paced series will help participants develop their ability to navigate organizational change. Participants will learn to utilize tools like John Cotter's Eight Steps for Leading Change and Four Core Principles of Change. Take advantage of this complimentary opportunity and access the course now by clicking the link in the show notes. Finally this morning, stay up to date with everything happening in public health by signing up for ASTO's Public Health Weekly email newsletter. There's a link in the show notes. That'll do it for today's newscast. We're back tomorrow morning with more ASTO news and information. I'm Robert Johnson. You're listening to Public Health Review Morning Edition. Have a great day. Music